Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe Wacky Wednesday here on ZFM Stereo. The team is here. Our producer, Sean Tafere Nika, uh, Chris Meadzi. My name is Barry Manandi. And of course, uh, we will be joined by Mike Madoda momentarily. Now with the new Premier League season, just two days uh, tonight, two days away. Uh, tonight, we build up to what should be another enthralling season of arguably the best league in the world. And there can be arguments made for any of the big six teams that they will have a better season than last. Uh, so who are the challengers? Who will be the strugglers? And at the end of it all, which team will be crowned Premier League champions? We also want to hear your thoughts in that regard. 0731168045 is the number to use to send us your WhatsApp messages. We're doing a full build-up to the Premier League season, which kicks off this coming Friday. We also go around the world in 60, where we have updates from the West Indies, Australia and the United States. Second half of the show is always the beautiful game. And we have European football updates where Italy, it, where in Italy, Napoli owner Aurelio De Laurentiis has said he would not sign any more African players unless they agreed not to take part in the Africa Cup of Nations. What a statement. In Spain, Barcelona forward Memphis Dempai is pushing to leave the club just one year after signing for them. And in Germany, Borussia Dortmund CEO Hans-Joachim Watzke has confirmed that the club will sign a replacement for Sebastian Holler as he continues his recovery from cancer. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. Let us know your thoughts. Who will be the challengers and who will be the champions in the end in the English Premier League? We've got a full build-up for you on the show today. And I would like to say a shout-out to Tafazwa Karoka and big Arsenal fan. And you could be like him if you send your messages on 0731-168-045. That's 0731-168-045. So that build-up starts straight after a local sports news roundup. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Let's start off your local sports news roundup tonight with some cricket news where former Zimbabwe pace bowler Chris Mpofu and captain Elton Chigumbura have been confirmed for the second season of the Legends League Cricket. He joins the likes of England's World Cup winning captain Owen Morgan, former Indian skipper Surav Ganguly and Test cricket legendary spinner Mutia Murali Taran among a host of other stars. Mpofu has recently been player coach at Rhinos in the Zimbabwe provincial setup while Chigumbura is running an academy and he's also one of the 
selectors for the national team and the under-19 side. In athletics news, Zimbabwe Panashe Nenga made an early exit at the ongoing World Athletics Under-20 Championship when he finished in seventh position in the men's 100-meter heats on the first day of the competition. The championships got underway on Monday in Colombia and are running until Saturday. Zimbabwe are fielding two athletes, Nenga and Denzel Sia. Mulela, who is competing in the men's 200-meter event later this evening. In cycling news, the Bridge to Bezi Challenge is back as nine cyclists prepare to take on 750 kilometers in five days from next Monday until Friday. The cyclists will ride from Bite Bridge on the Limpopo River to Victoria Falls Bridge, which spans the Zambezi River on the country's northwestern border with Zambia. The Bridge to Bezi cycling event is aimed at raising awareness of Zimbabwe's orphan crisis, as well as raising funds for the Michael Project, an organization working in Zimbabwe with vulnerable children. The goal this year is to raise $50,000 to pay much-needed school fees for 25 children in the Michael Project. So our very own crack sports pundit for ZFM Sport, Simba Fupa Jena, will be part of the backup team traveling with the cyclists for the event this year. And we're going to keep you posted on that. And you can also check out social media at the Michael Project. Hi, my name is Rune Shamba, my Toria's Super Striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. All the rivalry. Goal for Liverpool early on Derby Day. All the stars. Cut back and De Bruyne. He made that look easy and I promise you it wasn't. And all the game-changing moments. Aubameyang, can he find a way through? You bet he can. That is top, top class. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. All right, now the Premier League, which is arguably the biggest football league in the world, kicks off on Friday night for the 2022-2023 season, where the next 10 months, uh, the eyes of the world will be riveted on what should be another enthralling season. In four of the last six seasons, the challenges have held true to form, but it has been Manchester City and Liverpool performing consistently at a cut above the rest of the challenges. Football pundit Danny Mills says it'll be important for the challenging teams to start well this season the, the, the season has often started first second week of August or towards the back end of that we've often had three weeks worth of play three or four games you know, I remember pl- plenty of seasons where you know the first games were you know 10, 11, 12 of August so you still had almost three weeks to go Okay, who's in and best shape then? Man City I think are looking sensational Liverpool expect them to be one and two um, and, and that'll be a bit of a dogfight to, to see who comes first the rest are a little bit unknown, I think. There is, there's been lots of activity uh, going on. And again, it's who gels the quickest, who ignore pre-season. Results are irrelevant. Makes no difference whether you lose four games in a row or win five games in a row. It's pre-season. It's about getting fit, about getting ready for that first game. Uh, I think there's a few teams that are going to have to start well uh, to get going. My old team leads. I think they need to start well. I was listening to... Liam Cooper this morning um, you know on, on breakfast uh, I think it was you know they need to start well after a poor last season they didn't start well then Jesse Marsh came in and, and got them out of a, a bit of a problem likes of Bournemouth and Notts Forest so oh, yeah. Nottingham Forest they, they, you've got to start well because if, if you start off badly if you lose three of the first five four of the first six and you're looking up and you're down the bottom it's very, very difficult to make that up and get yourself out of that hole because the pressure starts to mount even from five, six games in. 
Uh, Danny Mills there, of course, football pundit, talking about the fact that the start is going to be critical. And uh, just thinking, Chris, uh, if we look at the table the way it ended, uh, I think the first sort of six, six slots, it might be just shuffling here and there. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, I think those are the teams that are going to be there in the end. With Manchester City, of course, challenging uh, four top honours. They've added Erling Haaland. Um, and you'd think that, yes, it's to win the Premier League, uh, a third successive title but also to deliver the Champions League show. Absolutely. I think when you're taking a look at what Pep Guardiola's done in the transfer window, shaking things up quite a bit I think getting a traditional nine in the form of Erling Haaland I think for me shows that he wants to make a sort of change in the way that he's been playing previously and adding Erling Haaland and making sure that they have almost an additional attacking option since Sergio Aguero is not there anymore. Um, I think it's it's that attempt to try and make a tweak or a few changes to the way City's been playing to ensure that, first of all, they become even more of an unpredictable element and also that they are able to deliver that Champions League that's been so elusive for, for Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. Uh, Sean, you've got to think to yourself that, look, it's hard, it's hard to... Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, is the old adage. Um, you've just won the league with a false nine. You haven't played with a nine the entire season. You win the league. That's not a bad return. And so you introduce a nine. Is it a gamble? I don't think it's a gamble because they won the league by one point. So that just shows you <laughs> the margin. Fair play, fair and then play. you take a look at what Liverpool has added. City had to make their moves of their own. And I think we've spoken about it that uh, it looks like um, Pep Guardiola will be making some changes this, this uh, season. We might have seen some glimpses of it during um, the Community Shield. But uh, even with him shuffling um, his backroom stuff, it shows you that there are some new ideas that he, want to, he wants to inject into the squad. And obviously the Premier League is going to be the priority. But let's not forget that a byproduct of that will be them chasing the much elusive Champions League. So I expect Manchester City to be... What's the priority in your view? For City For City Champions League definitely. Champions League is the priority yeah. So we could see them Actually deferring To the Champions League But knowing Pep Guardiola He is a fiercely Competitive uh, uh, Player In inverted commas uh, So he'll want to Win it all Now football pundit Stuart Robson uh, Says Manchester City Are still the side to beat Despite their loss To Liverpool In the Community Shield I, I thought Liverpool Played very well And I thought They were a couple Of weeks ahead They were sharp They were hungry They posed Man City Problems They defended Well enough as well but I would still say Manchester City with Haaland playing much better than he did uh, in the Community Shield are still the side to beat. Uh, Chris, you talked about Sergio Aguero leaving. Um, mm-hmm. Is it a, a straight swap between uh, Erling Haaland and uh, Sergio Aguero? They seem to be very different players. So is it just going to stick the nine at the top and <laughs> hope for the best? Or is Erling Haaland going to be asked to do something different at City? Or is City going to do something different to accommodate Erling Haaland? I think more, more than likely... It- Erling Haaland is going to be expected to do something a little bit differently to fit into the city system. I think when you're taking a look at some of the things that are consistent at Manchester City, for example, Kevin De Bruyne, still a focal point in this team, still going to be a critical part of it. His performances are still going to be critical um, to Manchester City's chances of winning. I think Pep Guardiola, for him, possibly just looking at all four of these competitions and thinking, you know what, he'd like to go for all of it. So when you're taking a look at that... um, And just taking a look at last season, Mm. what Kevin De Bruyne was able to contribute as part of a team. I think it's really important to always remember that Manchester City is 
stuck to the system. Mm. They create the system and the players come in and slot and into, into that it. system. Mm. Very that's that's primarily how they work. So for me, it's more than likely that Erling Haaland and I think we saw it in his um bit of an interesting performance there against Liverpool that he wasn't quite himself. And mm. I think that's also part of going through a system a systemic systematic yeah, which systemic one is it? change systemic change <laughs> <laughs> that he, that he's gone that he's possibly transitioning into the Manchester City side well let's look at the comings and goings uh, Sean uh, Erling Haaland comes in from Borussia Dortmund they've uh, uh, snagged Kelvin Phillips from Leeds uh, Julian Alvarez from River Plate uh, Stefan Ortega Moreno uh, from Armenia Bielefeld he came on a free so they've done some signings however going through the door the other way uh, the likes of Raheem Sterling have left the club gone across to uh, uh, Chelsea that's going to be a big miss because uh, in the forward areas he is always delivering and also chipping in with goals the situation with Bernardo Silva hasn't been resolved we know that broke Barca are sniffing around uh, yeah. so that could uh, come to a, con- a head uh, before the window closes your thoughts on the business done by City um, if you take a look at Julian Alvarez especially if we, if, uh, if we had to use the community shield and even some of the preseason games he looks quite sharp and uh, replacing Raheem Sterling, I think maybe they let Raheem Sterling go too soon because mm. he's proven, he's got experience in the mm-hmm. Premier League and now you're bringing sort of an un- unknown quality. So it's like, it can go one way where it's going to be absolutely spectacular or it's going to fail. But they do have Mares in there who can mm. show up that forward line. So I think they'll be fine there. Um, Chris has already spoken about Erling Haaland. So in terms does, of... Their does, f- does Mares get more starts? And I'm asking uh, for a friend as well. Uh, fantasy football. <laughs> uh, you should. <laughs> Does he get more starts as a result of Alvarez coming in while he's in that bedding in period? He should, but we know that Pep Guardiola likes to mix it up. Oh my God. He likes to shuffle, so <laughs> you're never really certain with him. And then um, Bernardo Silva. With the signing of um, Calvin Phillips, yeah. especially with um, even their club captain, um, Fernandino, leaving, yeah. you expect them that they still have those numbers that they require in midfield as well. And Rodri had a phenomenal season la- la- last campaign and he's expected to also kick on the season. So, City still look quite strong. Absolutely. So, Diaz still there. He was given the captain's armband. So, exactly. it's, it's a formidable outfit. Do they win it for you, Chris? Ah, oh, it's tricky. <laughs> it's so, so tricky this season. Commit, commit, commit. Um, do they win it this season? Uh, Premier League, no. Premier League, no? Premier League. Okay, we're not taking predictions yet. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Are they contenders? Sean, do they win it for you? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they're still there or thereabouts. Yeah. Eh? Okay. There's still the team to beat for me. Well, there's there's a certain red team that's out in, on Merseyside and it's called Liverpool. And, uh, you know, their, their dreams of an unprecedented quadruple uh, last time out evaporated in the final seven days of last season. The key thing is that they were there in the final shake-up. That served as an... In, in, uh, it serves as an incentive, you've got to think, Chris, uh, this time out because Klopp will say, if we could do it last time, let's go again. And... Um, it's it's a tough there's a reason why it hasn't been done before <laughs> yeah it's tough it, it's incredibly tough it's it's seeking invincibility it's seeking a new level that globally has it's a new feat it's never been done before and i'm not sure if klopp is going to say let's go for all of it yet again mm. or is he going to want to focus on winning the Premier League specifically again because I think when you're taking a look at these teams Liverpool we know they do well in Europe we know they want the Champions League we know that the Champions League traditionally they do well in but I think for the Premier League under Klopp it's something that he comes close 
He's won it But before that He came close yeah. After He came close So I think Klopp is not this, I don't think He's gonna go, want to go For invincibility Yet again this season no. I don't think so <laughs> Well The front three Has changed Sure uh, I mean, we don't have Salah, Mane, Firmino anymore to call upon. It became the Fab Four when Jota joined them, and they yeah. looked a bit like the Beatles. But now John Lennon has now officially left, and that's Mane. Uh, so now here comes the age of uh, their new signing, Darwin Nunez. And I think it's going to work. I know that uh, he received a lot of criticism initially when people were just judging off one game and, you know, him trying to still um, generate that chemistry with his new teammates. But just his impact. Yep. Mm. And we'll use the most recent example, the Community Shield off the bench. You can see that they've got a player there. And, and, and in truth, the Mane, Firmino, uh, Salah, com- combination had sort of ended when um, Diaz when came Diaz into the, came in, yeah. into yeah. the mix and yeah. we've seen that he's also a live wire so you know, you're taking a look at it and they've just showed up what they already have and even the midfield looks solid as well with the coming in of uh, Fabio Cavallo yeah. for depth and um, they still have their premier assets Thiago Silva I'm, I'm, I'm saying Thiago Silva um, <laughs> Thiago Alcantara <laughs> after the season he had last season yeah. I'm thinking this season him if he can stay healthy if he can stay again we've seen how he likes to dictate play how he takes control of games so Liverpool again looking really strong (laughs) and that's with uh, Chris Harvey Elliott coming back I mean Mm. listen he's going to be like a new signing uh, because he was injured after game four I think it was uh, last time out long term injury Uh, came back last few games of the season last last season but we've seen him have a full preseason he's fit firing ready to go Uh, so this is a Liverpool side that in truth looks stronger than it did last time out albeit having lost Sadio Mane. Yeah, Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, um, really young assets that Liverpool has there and I'm sure they're also just dying to break in and make an impact. So Liverpool is looking, I think even from a depth perspective, Liverpool is looking really good. We've we've seen that season where Liverpool kind of limped along to the finish um, after a series of injuries kind of ravaged the team but I think when you're looking at this season They've kept some really good quality mm. Some showed up quality as well In the terms of the, the, the um, pieces that have been brought in But I think even more than that That it's it's now a system that's that's fully worked. It's almost reached maturity yeah. Let me put it that way yeah, yeah. So I think Liverpool this season Really good for the money If you had to ask me to make a pick for this season mm. And I'm a Manchester United fan Hurt my heart to say this <laughs> But it's Liverpool for me Liverpool you reckon? Well Diogo Jota has also signed a new long term deal yep. uh, With the club today So that also uh, helps And brings a lot of confidence uh, To everyone around that institution So uh, Liverpool will be good for the money Doesn't look like Klopp wants to change much looks like he's going with his 4-3-3 also having retained the talents of Joe Gomez uh, where we now understand uh, Steven Gerrard wanted to sign him at Aston Villa uh, that is a, a marker and a sign that it looks like Klopp might want to go for them all because you don't have this sort of depth and don't challenge on all fronts so your yeah. Carabao Cup team your yeah. FA Cup team your Champions League team and league team are all going to be absolutely strong What's the lowest that Liverpool finishes in your view? Um, if things go really left, they finish third. Yeah. 
<laughs> so qualification for Champions League at the very minimum. At the very minimum. <laughs> You've already installed them into the yeah, next season. I think it's, it's, it's City and Liverpool again yeah. this season. Yeah. Yeah. City and Liverpool 1 and 2. Eh? Uh, Chris, what's the lowest that Liverpool finishes? I, I'm, I'm with Sean. Um, yeah. I think Liverpool just... Uh, if it's a calamitous season. If it's a calamitous season, they'll finish in third. But another Manchester United... I mean, Manchester City, Liverpool, 1-2-2-1, <laughs> two, two, whichever well, way. We're talking about Manchester United uh, just now. Your messages are streaming through. We are seeing them and we'll be reading them a bit later on. Let's uh, open this one uh, and have a read. It's from Parker. It says, I'm just happy to see Haaland and uh, uh, Alvarez. I think Arsenal and Tottenham are going to be a very good. Spurs are going to be very difficult to break down. I uh, would, would, We're going to talk about Tottenham Hotspur just now because I think the business they've done, they've probably done the best business in the transfer window. But... Also in London, there's a team that is blue, which is Chelsea. Now, the recruitment overseen by Todd Burley, the club's new co-owner and interim sports sports director, has been encouraging, uh, and there has been a, no sign, uh, hasn't been encouraging, and there's been no sign of Chelsea curbing their spending. So, if you look at it, I, I think they've managed to get Raheem Sterling through the door, Khalidu Koulibaly through the door, and all of the players they've been linked to, have been very good players. Unfortunately, every time they think about a player, <laughs> Barcelona snags that player. Mm. So it, it it is a challenging window for them. But if anyone is to judge them on the basis of Sterling and Koulibaly, they, that's a marker to say Todd Burley is wanting to go for it. Yeah, 100%. Um, but he's also seen that the transfer market is not easy because once Barcelona <laughs> came calling, they were snapping up their, their targets. But when I take a look at Chelsea, my main concern is on Thomas Tuchel. The dugout. The dugout. That's where I feel the problem is because heading into this season, there's just already a lot of that negative talk that actually mm. hampered their season quite a bit where at some point it looked like Tottenham and Arsenal were going to catch up uh, to third position that managed to just to get it over the line. But you don't want to come into a new season with that kind of feeling around the group. Right. We, we, we've heard of players complaining that their tour in the US was way too long and if anything all it served to do was just exhaust them heading into the new season Thomas Tuchel has also questioned the commitment that the players have shown during pre-season and as, as, as they look forward to this new season and that's and not the their quality exactly. that, in that interview that uh, after that Arsenal lost exactly. so you don't want to hear that coming into the new season you want a, a manager who believes in you who you know who, who who makes sure that he he pats you on the back and you're ready to go but <laughs> you, you don't want to die for Thomas he doesn't give enough hugs. He's not an inspiring figure, and I feel that's where the problem is going to be. It's just very, very critical. If you look at that Chelsea squad, uh, you've got to sort of agree with Sean in the sense mm-hmm. that it's not a bad squad. I would sign. Mason Mount I would probably yeah. sign Kai Havertz at Liverpool I mean uh, not at Golden Eagles uh, <laughs> I, I would sign uh, the likes of Ben Chilwell you know the, the, it's a very very yeah. good formidable side that should be challenging for top honours but in, let's call it what it is Chelsea has significantly been the best of the rest and last season in fact was the best of the rest but very uh, uh, was hanging on towards mm-hmm. the end yeah and it's 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 due I think like what Sean pointed out in terms of Thomas Tuchel he's not exactly an inspiring figure he's more a headmaster and you can see it very distinctly because the players that are able to fit into a system the players that he supposedly gets along with and that he prefers 
are significantly younger players. Your more experienced players who I think have kind of grown ahead and grown into their own and have a degree of maturity and may question his methods and may question him don't necessarily do well and they actually request to leave Chelsea. Mm. So I think when you're taking a look at the makeup of Chelsea, everything is, is, is unstable at the moment. You've got your coach who's not very inspiring yep. you've got Todd Bowley who's come into a new system and structure and thinks he can be sporting director and that <laughs> hasn't necessarily gone well if you're taking a look at just the transfer yeah, yeah, window the business, yeah. where you know what if you're unable to complete the business it doesn't necessarily count for me mm. um, I think it's, it's well and good to say oh they had some good picks yes but did they get them across the line no and it's due in part to who you have as your manager and as sporting and director sometimes, well. and sometimes for a lower fee they've lost yeah. yeah so he's bought at the back bringing in Khalidou Koulibaly Raheem Sterling up front for the fours but you take a look at that midfield and I feel there's a concern there Kante wasn't really fit throughout last season yep. and we're still looking at Jorginho who's a bit touch and go at the moment yep. so my question to you Barry is what are they going to do in the midfield <laughs> what are the their hole? <laughs> the midfield is problematic especially in that holding uh, position however if N'Golo Kante stays fit we know that he's the best in the world in, in the world uh, in that in that in that position I think that there's very few that can compete against him in a World Cup year uh, and I want us to discuss that a bit later on in terms of the disruption of the World mm. Cup midway through the season uh, in a World Cup year I think N'Golo Kante is going to do his best to stay healthy so for me I think that N'Golo Kante picks himself However, we've noticed when even when Golo Kante is fit, sometimes when he plays one man there, he'll pick Jorginho. Jorginho, for me, is erratic, up and down. So, again, it goes back to the dugout. And there's a message here that talks about uh, the fact that, uh, uh, hi, guys, I'm a big fan of uh, your show. I don't quite agree with your analysis on Thomas Tuchel. Chelsea players have a history of getting managers fired. So, please don't blame him for standing his ground. Also, on Rudiger and Babyface, <laughs> those players were on sale. Uh on the sales list during the reign of Lampard so I believe Tuchel resurrected Rudiger's uh, career and Christensen I don't for, and don't forget Chelsea played an average of a match every three days between December and January Tuchel got divorced COVID-19 oh. the, the sale of the club hang on <laughs> the sale of the club and injuries affected Chelsea this season Tuchel's advocate Tino from Shamba let me tell you Tino as an advocate you've done a, an admirable job to stand up for Thomas Tuchel now here's what I will retort to you Thomas Tuchel what did he actually achieve with Chelsea he won that Champions League and let's be fair it was on the back of uh, uh, sort of white knuckle stuff (laughs) white knuckle stuff more so the opposition losing the Champions League than him winning winning it it. Mm. And, and, and apart from that let's look at it critically has Chelsea lit it up and fired up the Premier League. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Nobody has been able to answer that. <laughs> give us a response. Thomas Tuchel. But admirable job in terms of defending uh, Thomas Tuchel. Guys, let's talk about Tottenham before we do uh, uh, a quick look at around the world in uh, 60. Now, pipping Arsenal uh, to Champions League football on the final day of the season led to celebrations across the Lily White's half of North London. And Conte's side must now prove that they are European pedigree uh, and that and are still very well and truly alive. For me, uh, when you look at that list, guys, Chris, 
Eve Bissouma, mm. Ivan Perisic, mm. Fraser Foster, Rich Charleston, mm. uh, Clement Longley from uh, Barcelona. Guys, that is a list that, uh, in truth, you could pick a starting 11 right there. But the question is always, can you bring them together? And I think Antonio Conte is one of the best at doing that. Listen, if, if I'm being objective, I cannot <laughs> I gradually say this but I'm telling you listen question. listen uh, just remove the Arsenal Let hat me for remove a second yes, I know you guys are amped for the season 100% uh, let's have Sean the Pundit no removing the Arsenal hat Tottenham look like they're the dark horse for the title this season this squad is strong enough to win the Premier League if it's not Liverpool down. Man City you reckon it's Tottenham Yes, they should be challenging Liverpool and Tottenham this season. I feel that should be the benchmark. And also, they need to win a title this season. They need something. One, one of the titles on offer. The, Carabao. For me, either the Carabao <laughs> Cup or the FA Cup. I yep. think uh, the Champions League might be a bit too steep for them, but they also need to be challenging on, on that front as well. And uh, Antonio Conte is a winner, and, this, and the players that he's, he's brought together, and uh, we understand that uh, the noises that are coming out of preseason have been positive about players uh, vomiting after running yeah, 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 and yeah. how intense it has been. And we know that's the intense style that they're going to bring to the league this season. So Tottenham, I feel, are going to be very, very dangerous this season. And 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 uh, with the football that we saw them play, um, I mean, they brought in Kulisevsky uh, during the um, uh, the January window. Uh, uh, Chris, he joined that front, created a front three. Let, mm-hmm. let me put it correctly yeah. with uh, uh, Son and and Kane, and it worked. Yep. Nobody expected it to work. <laughs> we didn't see it coming, and all of a sudden, Tottenham had a front three. So. Surprises like that must be on the offing about the Lily, Lily Whites this season. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure um, that there are a number of surprises that Conte has up his sleeve. I think when you're taking a look at his commitment to the team and how he wants to deliver, I think we're going to be in for a real treat. I think Tottenham's going to be... You know what? We, we preview every season and we talk about Tottenham and we talk about how they, they're going to challenge and all of that and top four. But I think when you're really taking a look at this season, the work that has already been done by Antonio Conte, the work in terms of the signings, I think we're finally starting to see a proper outfit that might be, for me, a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler indeed. And uh, could be there in the final shake-up, according uh, to uh, Sean. Let us know your thoughts, your messages are streaming in. We're going to read them momentarily for now we're going to go around the world in 60 and then when we return we'll be talking glory glory man you know i did <laughs> hi you're listening to zfm sport my name is graham sharp and i'm the first Zimbabwean to take on the dakar rally in a bike z around the world in 60 seconds international sports news we begin in the West Indies where Surya Kumayadav epitomized his team's new all-out attacking approach with a blazing 76 at the top of the order as India romped to a seven-wicket victory over the West Indies in a third T20 international in St. Kitts after his Caribbean counterpart Kyle Myers anchored his home side for a total of 164 for five with a boisterous 73 or 50 balls batting first. Yadav's effort of 44 deliveries with eight fours and four sixes ensured the visitors canted to the target with an over to spare to take a 2-1 lead in the series and ahead of the final of two matches at the weekend in Florida. In news from Australia, 
Oscar Piastri has refuted Alpine's claim that they have signed him for Formula 1 2023 season and insists in a dramatic twist to the sports transfer silly season that he'll be driving elsewhere instead. Last night Alpine had said that Piastri who's currently their reserve driver was being promoted to replace Fernando Alonso. Hours later Piastri posted on social media to say that Alpine did not have his permission to confirm his signing and incredibly that he will not drive for the French outfit who have molded his career. I guess silly season is not just in football, ladies and gents. And we'll touch down in the United States where four-time major winner Naomi Osaka returned to action for the first time since May with a 6-4-3-6-6-1 win over Zheng Kiwen at the Silicon Valley Classic, setting up a mouth-watering clash against teenage sensation American Coco Golf, Japan's Osaka suffered a left Achilles injury in the lead up to the French Open where she lost in the opening round before pulling out of Wimbledon. The former world number one has her father back as her coach after splitting with Vim Fissette and showed she has regained full fitness during her victory at the WTA 500 event in California. Barry, you're shaking your head. My position on Naomi Osaka is well publicized. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rune Shamba, my Toria's super striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. All right, we continue with our build-up to the Premier League. It all starts this coming uh, Friday. I think Arsenal is in action okay. as the Palace. opening weekend against uh, Crystal Palace, a London derby to get us started in this season. Get your fantasy teams sorted out in the next 48 hours because uh, you got to get it done. Right, Manchester United, guys. Now, after the poorest of campaigns, which ended with the team in sixth, 35 points behind Manchester City and a third manager in less than a year. Uh, in place in Eric Ten Hag uh, should the Dutchman's team place fourth this would be a minor miracle now football pundit Stevie Nichol uh, reckons Manchester United won't make it to the top four I maybe wouldn't have been in the top six either what have they done who have they brought in that's going to change this team right. other than the manager and at the end of the day I don't care how good a coach you are if you have players who are not good enough and Manchester United, in the main, the starting eleven is way behind a lot of too many other teams. Christian Eriksen, the answer to, to bring them in top four. We're talking about Harry Maguire getting booed by his own fans. Absolute disaster. One Bissaka they paid fifty million for. Can't get a game. Luke Shaw's gone completely. They got Dallow that they want rid of. I mean, but that's why I said I don't think it's bonkers. It's possible that it might be just as bad. See. Uh, would, it, would it be a minor miracle for United to finish in the top four, Chris? Honestly, pains me to say, but yes. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think when you're taking a look at, first of all, the quality of the squad and you're comparing it to the other teams that also are challenging for a top four spot, can Manchester United compare? For me, no. Um, another area of quote-unquote concern is the manager Eric Ten Hag because when you're taking a look at a manager like that all we've seen is he's put in some new rules um, he's is in, incredibly strict when it comes to a number of things to do with the club how the players behave yes structure is important but for me I haven't seen enough of or heard enough coming out of Manchester United or coming out of Eric Ten Hag in terms of 
what his goals are, what his management style is, or not his management style, but what his style of play is, what he wants to achieve specifically with the team. I haven't heard anything that is supposed to inspire any kind of confidence besides his previous exploits. He's out of the University of Football, uh, Ajax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, you got to say he knows a, a, a couple of things. We've seen him uh, progress in the Champions League with an Ajax side that was made up largely of young players, Sean. Um, now he's got to deal with uh, some big egos who leave the stadium before a game is over, uh, as we saw in the last friendly yeah. match. Uh, so he's got a lot of work to do at Manchester United. This may not be their season, but uh, if they hold firm with Eric Ten Hag, they could be onto something. Yeah, and I I don't think it's as dire as Manchester United fans make it out to be. Oh, it really is. <laughs> it really Are they is. Are <laughs> I mean, you smash Liverpool 4-0 pre-season. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, j- j- just to be real, if you take a look at the way that they're playing, and you, like, like you're saying, he's, he's from that Ajax school, and he's been very clear about how he wants to play and how hard he expects the the, the players to work off the ball because that was the, a, a big thing that was missing last season, the commitment yeah. and the work off the ball, and that's something that he has been emphasizing. And even just trying to get them better to, um, to, 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 to perform better at a technical level. Yeah. My, my only issue is that his strictness and his personality how then he has to find some so, sort of balance to maintain what is true to him with those older players. Yeah. We, uh, we know that there was a bit of a scuffle with Ronaldo because he left as soon as he left the, 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 the pitch the pitch during a pre-season and, then, and, and then he went home and he's not standing for that which is good. So and I think the Ronaldo question mark is something that I think is going to be a dark cloud over this club just, until just, that situation is resolved. Doesn't, doesn't that loom large and I think that's something that needed to be, to be dealt with Chris very briefly mm-hmm. uh, before they got into the season because uh, I think about a player like Anthony Martial because he's yeah. probably effect, uh, affected almost immediately. He's had mm-hmm. a fantastic preseason. He's mm-hmm. looked the business. Yeah. He's, had, he's been. He's had a great loan spell at Sevilla. Yeah. Come back, yeah. almost a renewed man. They always do. And then possibly needs to make way for Mdar if he stays. It's 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 highly unfortunate. And the Ronaldo question is so tricky because Ronaldo's not the player. You put on the bench mm-hmm. He's not the player Who comes off the bench You can't do that oh, from, yes. just, from his personal Ego perspective He's not going to Deal with that Then when you're Taking a look at The other players Who have now come back They're in form Do you sacrifice them To appease the ego Of Cristiano Ronaldo mm-hmm. So it's this incredible Balancing act That needs to either Happen or a decision needs to be made, and I'm sure Ten Hag, just taking a look at the way he's been making decisions so far, is not hard, is not you know the kind of person who's going to find it difficult to make the hard decisions. Yeah, yeah. So I think the Ronaldo question, yes, should have been solved before the season starts. But I think Ten Hag may not necessarily even want to deal with Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, no, no, first game will be telling. If Ronaldo starts, then Ten Hag has got it wrong because yes. it's clear that Martial is on form and is yeah. playing well, and he needs to be rewarded with the start. 100%. And Martial to start will be one. One of the uh, betting options at the betting houses, no doubt. <laughs> All right, so after Man United, let's talk about Arsenal. Arsenal themselves, in the, let's talk to the Arsenal fan. There isn't an Arsenal fan, uh, Sean. Mm. Um, I think, and and uh, I think everyone who backed Arteta may be vindicated this season because I've seen enough to think that Arsenal's looking the business. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I was a bit of a skeptic when a it comes bit? to that. <laughs> Yes. Just a little bit, just a wee bit. Yeah. <laughs> Arteta out, I remember. More than a smidge. No, but um, I, th- I think 
I think I got caught up with the emotion of qualifying for the top four. But re- realistically, when you take a look at where the season started, that was never really the it was target. Never on, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. never on. So the fact that we got so close, now this season, the realistic expectation is to get into the top four. Mm-hmm. And with the business that Arsenal has done this season so far, and how things have worked out, they should make a top four push. So I expect that there'll be the business this season and challenging for at least the top four. Yeah. Gabriel Jesus up front. Uh, he's managed to get Lacazette through the door. Out, uh, he's now at Olympic Lyonnais. Uh, Fabio Vieira from Porto. Alexander uh, Zinchenko from Manchester City, who may even play in midfield. Yeah. Uh, it's, it looks like Arsenal actually has a squad that everybody's saying, hey, these guys can play a bit. And I, and I think that w- that's what was missing for Arteta was there were a few pieces of his plan that weren't there yet. And he, yes, he managed to get through the last couple of seasons playing with what he had and making the small changes. But I think this season, with the quality of changes that they've brought in, the, the additional quality, I think we're going to be taking a look at a very different Arsenal prospect this season. All right, let's go to your messages. 073 uh, Thomas Tuchel loves to play attacking football is the answer to our question apparently uh, guys Thomas Tuchel is a scholar of the game and the guy knows his craft that's Mujopa Fidelity no one's answering our question <laughs> what uh, this one says uh, as a Man City fan I'm still waiting for Thomas Tuchel's uh, um, team that no one wants to play against that's Parker <laughs> again and Parker uh, you're absolutely right because Thomas Tuchel can, kept saying that he wants to create a team that nobody wants to play and in truth uh, at one stage everybody was salivating at the prospect of playing with Ch- against Chelsea uh, because it was almost a guaranteed uh, three points at one point in last uh, season all right this one says EPL will end with Manchester City on top with Haaland being the Premier League top goal scorer Liverpool will be second and Arsenal will be third Manchester United will be on fourth position in Chelsea. Ku Europa, Yakayenda, Yakayenda. Is so. that message from Alois Bunjira? Because it sounds a lot like what he's been saying. It sounds very specific, doesn't it? That's what I know is from uh, Boca in uh, Nyazura saying, responding on behalf of Tino with regards to Thomas Tuchel's achievement, in particular last season, where he lost two finals on penalties to Liverpool. Had it been the other way around, with Klopp losing those games, you guys would would uh, would would you guys been have been as critical it's it's uh it, listen to get to a final is a big thing um mm-hmm. and so we want to want to give credit where credit is due he got to uh two domestic cup finals uh but i think at some point you get found out and i think that against liverpool in both those finals uh Chelsea was battered. I don't think we can say that Chelsea was uh, uh, hard done by in any one of those uh, finals. I think Liverpool was the better team in both those finals. So the question remains, does he have that extra bit to, to make the step up? And it's not bash Thomas Tuchel day here on ZFM Sport. The landlord in Malaya says, in the words of Chris, man, you are going to be there. Or thereabouts uh, We'll wait to <laughs> see Alright guys Let's talk about The others The strugglers uh, Promoted Nottingham Forest They've uh, mm. signed uh, Lord Jesse Lingard He signed a one year contract <laughs> Over there uh, So he's through the door And then of course Neko Williams From uh, um, 
from uh, Liverpool, as well as Dean Henderson, who's a fantastic goalkeeper. We saw him when he was at Sheffield United, even for struggling clubs. Uh, he can be uh, the difference, in essence. He kept Sheffield United up, at least for one season uh, when he was there, and got himself a contract at Manchester United. He joins Nottingham Forest. So, I think Nottingham Forest might be good for survival, Sean. Yeah, and out of all the clubs, they've done the most business with the most signings um, um, among the strugglers because Fulham didn't bring a lot of reinforcements nope. nor did Bournemouth who are actually going to be <laughs> starting Jordan Zamora <laughs> yes. um, no, no, no shade to him and then we also saw Everton and Leicester City struggle as well although Leicester City expect that they'll pick up the season with um, with fitter players so Nottingham Forest with the, with, with the influx of signings and the ambitions of their new owners I think we're going to see them be um, a permanent fixture in the Premier League yeah, permanent, I would, uh, that's generous, uh, but let's say they'll be there for a while. Talking about those, and one of the ones mentioned was Everton, uh, Chris, and for me, after Frank Lampard got so close, perilously close to the precipice, I would have thought he had done a lot more uh, business to try and ensure that he keeps a status. He hasn't done much. He hasn't done much. Um, Dwight McNeil coming in from Burnley, um, James Tarkowski again from Burnley, um, Ruben Vinagra from Sporting on loan so that's that's not a lot to shore up a team that was looking a little bit shady towards especially towards the end of that no in fact towards the end they managed to hold it together yeah. I think there were some games um, in the middle there where we saw a struggle where we saw Frank Lampard just kind of limping along to the end and a team and Chris that has lost Richarlison, Richarlison yeah. the one guy who I would say kept them up yeah so, Sean, it's a, Frank Lampard might have uh, missed a trick here. Yeah, no, 100%. And they, they keep talking about their ambitions and all of that. But we see it with them um, opening up the checkbook and they haven't done that so far. <laughs> <laughs> Open the checkbook and release uh, the pounds. James Madison at Leicester City will remain the key component uh, of that sign, albeit that he's linked with Newcastle of Leicester City. Leicester City uh, fell away badly. They were... The nailed-on favourites to finish in the top four until the very end. And it's happened now, three seasons running, where they failed to do that. Yeah, and with all the doubts that's surrounding some of their key players who might leave, James Madison, uh, Newcastle, you, we're hearing that Yuri Tillemans might be going to Arsenal, and then there's also talk of Wesley Fofana to Chelsea. To Chelsea, yeah. And yet they've not made a single signing. Yeah. That's a, of the a recipe, that <laughs> recipe for disaster. Shucks, uh, Tuchel is trending, guys. D- Thomas Tuchel oh has it. His Thomas Tuchel teams don't score big and don't keep enough clean sheets synonymous with the big sides. I don't think Everton have reinforced enough and Lampard may struggle again. Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth and Fulham look set for a quick return to the championship. <laughs> and Manchester United will be fighting for Europa. That's icy in Ulawayo. Icy, you probably see more than we do, brother, because you've uh, summarized it very nicely. All right, guys, before we go, uh, some quick updates. Napoli owner, of course, uh, talking about the fact that he's not going to sign African players that uh, want to attend the African Cup of Nations. That's just stupid. Um, I, I, and borderline racist. 100%. <laughs> but he's never been uh, too far uh, from racism and uh, uh, controversy is uh, De Laurentiis. Also, his players don't even like him, so I like him even less. Uh, Barcelona forward Memphis Depay is pushing to leave the club uh, just uh, one year after signing uh, for them. Is it the game time, Sean, that perhaps that's making him make that 100% decision? 100% and been, being forced to give up the number nine shirt for Robert Lewandowski. <laughs> <laughs>
he got grumpy about giving up his shirt and then Borussia Dortmund CEO Hans-Joachim Vatsky has confirmed that the club will sign a replacement for Sebastian Ali uh, as he continues to recover from cancer the great thing is that they haven't said they will abandon him he's a fantastic striker and hopefully we'll see him back on the field uh, pretty soon so predictions yes Ooh. thank you Sean Chris go go first Tom Fall yep uh, Liverpool City in that order uh, yes yeah. in this order Liverpool City <laughs> Shanks Liverpool City Arsenal United <laughs> that last bit was hard it Short. really was <laughs> City Liverpool Tottenham Arsenal <laughs> Tottenham, you had to say tongue in cheek. <laughs> Look, I think that the top four is exactly that. No. However, I think Liverpool's going to win the, the, the league. City will come second. Arsenal will be third. And I think, no, no, no. Spurs will be third. And then Arsenal will be fourth and qualify for the Champions League. That's all we have time for, everybody. We'll catch you tomorrow. Well, catch Alois tomorrow on a 30 minute show, and then we'll catch you on Friday. May God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Manandi, out. Messi! It is the cleanest, the clean finishes, and the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such, such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mandel, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.